Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good morning. Welcome to hour two of the podcast. 1003, if you're listening live, thank you. Oh, yeah, and our current weather, very <laughs> different. Uh, it started as a joke, but then I thought, well, it's actually very different from yesterday. Yesterday oh, yeah, was 93, true. had a feels like of 98. What in the world? Guys, September 20th, okay? Today, a high of about like 67 degrees. I love it. This is where I like it. This is me too. If it stayed like this all year round, take the wind out. That's perfection. Friday's you know, high of only 56. Thank you. Would you like some music news? Okay. All right, then. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. Okay, it's only music news because it involves a musical artist. Maroon 5 singer Adam Levine is apologizing to his wife for crossing the line with multiple women. Here's, here's what we're hearing. Uh, Bahati Prinsloo, his wife, is distraught because she was blindsided by cheating allegations. A friend confirmed to People magazine, Adam admitted that he went behind her back and acted like an idiot. She is still very upset He is doing his best while he's in the doghouse. He reportedly wants to stay married since she is pregnant with their third child. On Tuesday, I guess, uh, the couple displayed a united uh, front facing the paparazzi. She apparently had a frozen smile as, uh, you know, she was just doing her best to, to put a good face on. But... How this all started was there's an Instagram influencer named Sumner Stroh who claims to have proof that she had an illicit affair affair with Adam Levine that was physical. More than 15 million people watched her TikTok describing a year of hookups with Adam. He denied that they had a relationship, though his texts and DMs are admittedly flirtatious. Um... Yeah, this is bad. Then he had, I don't know if you heard this part of the story. He had texted her and said, hey, I know this is weird, but totally being serious. Would you be okay if we named our baby Sumner? Ew. Apparently he likes the name. He wanted to name their baby boy that. Um, A friend said Adam Levine craves female attention that's led him to this place. Now a pair of women emerged.
to share their DMs. When one of the women said, hey, aren't you married? He said, yes, but it's a bit complicated. Stuff gets hard. I might get away. Like, meaning I can get away for a hookup. Right. Wow, this is really disappointing. Yeah, and, you know, it's it sounds like, I don't know, I think one of the, one of the things is one allegation says or claim is that it was physical. He's saying it wasn't physical, but it was flirtatious online i so so there's something to be figured out there right with the sumner yes girl you got to figure that out um but it sounds like he's at least what i heard yesterday falling on a sword and is like this was stupid and this was hurtful and i essentially risked the thing that means the most to me right for something dumb like this and you know i bet um <laughs> you know it's sad it's just like i mean there's just no two ways about it like the hurt because you know the his his wife even if it wasn't physical his wife is still still like emotion if there's an emotional cheating that's happening right that can be equally as hurtful you could argue in some ways it might be i don't know even more hurtful if there's this emotional thing and so um so i think it's good that he if he is really feeling contrite and really like oh god look what i've done i've again hurt the person i care about the most mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. risked this and risked her and our family and our kids and all of this just because I couldn't, didn't have self-control. Right. And I think of Adam Levine or any of these like rockers, the juxtaposition of being in concert and having, frankly, just a bunch of hot girls in front row seats who are mm-hmm. just dying to meet you and see you at mm-hmm. the meet and greet and all of that. And then guess what? When you go back home, your wife is not fangirling right. over Maroon 5. She's like, hey, Adam, we need you to change that diaper now. I need a break. And so there's this. I think that's an interesting thing about like fame in general. This can obviously happen to anyone. But there's an interesting, uh, something interesting about the Hollywood life, the celebrity life, the onset life. And then when you go home, how different it can feel. There was a woman who used to be, uh, she was an actress on news radio. I've told this story before. But she... She's one of the actors, but she wasn't like one of the big names. I'm forgetting her name. Red hair, funny in the show. Anyway, I was interviewing her, and she was talking about how even just going away for a few weeks to a set of just like the next gig that you get, even if you're not a major movie star or a household name, you're on set and everybody's everybody's asking you, how are you doing? Are you okay? Trying to meet your every need. And then she said, I go home to my husband and guess what? He's not there to wait on me hand and foot. We both work in whatever it is that we have going on. And so all the more exaggerated when you have a bunch of women in this case who are just like throwing themselves Mm -hmm. at him in the front row. These women, I don't know how these Instagram relationships started, but these may have been totally disassociated, but it made me think of like the tour life and how you have people screaming your name, and then you go home, and it is time for you to change a diaper. It's not quite as exciting as tour. And you need to, like, really, you know, separate yourself from the false pleasure that that can give you. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, it looks like he has um, hired some kind of crisis manager, and she is reportedly looking for legal representation just in case. Hmm. She's very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that's just too bad. Anyway, you want something happier? I would love something happier. Shania Twain is teasing a new song. It should be out on Friday. 
And it is called Waking Up Dreaming. Let's see if we like it, what we hear. I like it. Cool. That little bit sounds good. Yeah, I like it. It it sounds like more of an kind of anthem type of vibe. Pop country, like a little, was just felt a little more modern than music did. Yeah, I like it. Thank you, Shania. We look forward to hearing from Thank you. Thank you, Friday. Shania. Uh, and Marin Morris uh, may not be attending the CMAs, even though she is nominated for the big award, which is not um, not Entertainer of the Year, but Album of the Year. To me, I think that's the big award. Um, and the reason for that is because of the rift between uh, her and Jason Aldean's wife, Brittany Aldean. That they've had over political differences and they were taking it out on, you know, social media. Mm. And then your girl, Cassidy Pope, was also a part of it on Marin Morris's side of things. Um, I think that you're confusing Cassidy Pope. I don't know her. Are you thinking of Maddie Poppy? No. Are you thinking of Sean Cassidy? I don't know who Cassidy I, Pope is. Okay, maybe I am. I think you're Maddie going Pope Poppy. to Poppy. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Well, anyway, I Cassidy Pope is the person that... There's somebody named um, Maddie Poppy? There's yeah, somebody. American. Rocco, there's an American idol named Maddie Poppy. Madeline Poppy. Hmm. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> One of the most epic names in the history. American Idol season winner, Maddie Poppy. This has been one of the most epic names in the history. And that concludes the beat. Give me the beat. Thank <laughs> she you. Gave it to you. Um, when we come back, there is a uh, new Selena Gomez has a new project in the yeah, works yeah, yeah. Um, that I'll be interested to hear about. Also, Steve Perry apparently uh, reaching out to his former bandmates in a not so great way. Tell you about it. When we come back, it's Donna, it's Steve. We're a radio show on my talk. Hello. Welcome back. Thank hey, you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Everybody say hey. I uh, <laughs> didn't go to the butt doctor the other day, but I did go to Tria, the bursitis doctor. Wait, you have you have a bursa? <laughs> I think a bursa is something different. Is it bursitis? I have bursitis. Is an individual bursa? Oh my gosh! I, oh, you're right, Donna. A bursa is a closed, fluid-filled sac that works as a cushion and gliding surface to reduce friction between tissues of the body. Bursitis occurs most often at joints that perform frequent repetitive motion. Symptoms can include pain, swelling, and stiffness, knees, shoulders, elbows, and hips. I was diagnosed with what they believe is bursitis in my left shoulder. And I went in and got a... Uh, a shot? A cortisone shot. Yeah, sure. And That'll help you temporarily. Although it can... He said even if we go and do imaging and find out if there's like a low-level tear or something like that, if you're not doing surgery, usually the healing is... Uh, the, the treatment plan is a cortisone shot and physical therapy. So he gave me some moves to do. And I said, listen, doc, you know I clang and bang. And he said, son, it's evident. I see you standing in front of me. And he said, but I think this is oh going to be God. the best way. But yeah, I have bursitis and literally no one has asked me about it. Reached out. Haven't gotten a single card. Here's a my talk challenge. I would really appreciate it if someone sent me a card, a get well card about my bursitis. <laughs> <laughs> Donna. 
You know. That's not how it works. You don't solicit for get well cards. Hell, I'd take an email at this point. A card would be very Listen, nice. You got some dots and chuckles the other day from that lovely listener. That was Susie. Susie, she's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. All right. Are you done? Yes, yeah, because I saw the bursa doctor, not the butt doctor. Donna and I both have um, butt, butt doctor, doctor appointments coming. like right around. We do. Are you like guys getting a companion? Oh. <gasps> Should we do it like a couple's massage? Yeah, couple's <laughs> colonoscopy. Oh. Not against it. Where are you going? Uh, near here, I think. And then they do the slow pan out I'm on those couples massage commercials where, like, they're holding hands in between. You guys could be like gripping pinkies <laughs> as they <laughs> as they put the tube in. It. Oh my god, that's so. Oh awesome. my gosh! Yeah, I'm you going guys, on a Friday. He's going on a Monday. Yeah. Oh, this is like a mid October kind of thing. Oh my god, it's going to be great. Is this when you guys are getting? <laughs> is this in October? Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. No, I'll is. be gone for both of these colonoscopies. Oh. Is there any chance you could be on the air doing our show? No. Well. I'm sorry. I knew it was only a matter of Donna, time. Donna, I'm sorry. Remember I tried calling in last time? I called in. We had some fun call-ins. So colonoscopy Friday is going to be me and two randos? Yeah, and then colonoscopy Monday is going to be, be done. Me and two, two randos. Ra- yeah. But you should get, like, for instance, Rocco, or, or Donna, however this works, one of you should get the other person's doctor on the phone. <laughs> Doc, what'd you see up there? You know? And is, what is it, a video camera that they do? Are they so. looking with a video camera, or are they siphoning anything out? No, they're looking. Oh, well, they're looking, but they're also removing okay. while... What are they removing? Polyps, if you have any. <gasps> Scraping them. I don't know how they do it. Are Lasering them off. numb? You're supposed to be. My last one, I started... I felt it, and I was like, stop, 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 stop. I, oh have, one, I, have, one, <sighs> I have a weird condition. Like, when I go to the dentist, it takes... A lot longer for me to get numb. Yeah. And the same thing happened with that. Stick them up. Yeah, and they did. Uh, (laughs) Rocco, how do you feel? You feel okay about this? I've talked to a couple friends, you know, because all my buddies are turning 50 this year, and they tell me it's not pleasant. Oh, especially the drinking of the things. People are such babies. babies. It's honestly not that bad. You drink this stuff. I don't mind that. You have I don't to mind drink a... like a gallon every hour. It's a lot. You have to down. You have to. You have to finish it. Steve Martin, Tom Hanks, and somebody else. They would get together uh, when they were doing their colonoscopies and do a poker night, and then they would all drink the stuff, and then they would just like, "Up, oh, sorry, I fold," and then they'd have to run out way to the bathroom. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know about that. I feel like I'd be okay with the barium flush out or whatever it is. I'm just concerned about whatever is going in me, and I just need. Don't ask, don't tell. That's how I feel. No, no, no. I don't want to know. I don't want it to feel bad. It doesn't. You. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You won't even know. You're out of it. You're asleep. The next thing you know, you're in a recovery room and they're like, okay, we found two polyps and you're good to go for two years or whatever. And here they are. You can take them home. Ew, we put them in a jar for you. Ew, Steve. Don't. You took it further. You had jar. I, I know. Lou had a rib removed once, and they sent us home with the rib. It was like can a little mick rib. In? Yeah, it's somewhere. It's smaller than you would think. It was like this little connecting part of a rib. Huh. Why'd she have a rib removed? It was called thoracic outlet surgery. It has to do with this thing, this nerve. Uh, this is medical talk, by the way. This bunch of nerves that like can be compressed and then essentially you remove oh. the bone and it can free things up so that the pain I isn't see. there. But yeah, she's got a rib in a little plastic jar. That's nice of them. Wow. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to uh, this journey story. Apparently, Steve Perry, former lead singer of the classic rock group Journey, is suing the other members of the band over merchandise. I guess they want to sell merchandise with, you know, some of their copyrighted song titles and things like that. Does that sound right? Yeah, that does. (laughs) And he's like, no, you can't. You can't. Bye. That's the whole story. Oh, nice. (laughs) No, no, wait, wait, wait. There's more. I just can't find it. I don't know what happened to it. But, um... Yeah, so they're still Mel- lifting. Excuse me. It's going to mail here. We are show the people. Sorry, Don, I know that story was really picking up steam. <laughs> uh, this from Katie. What's up, my bursitis bro? I feel your pain, literally, in both of my hips. I appreciate that you are a trailblazer, as I haven't yet tried the cortisone shots. Hero. That from Katie. All right. Is this just a segment to elevate your ego? It's what people are emailing in, Donna. Uh, This one from Roseanne. Steve, get well. Get well soon. All right. Anything else? Oh, and it came with emojis. Song emojis. Is that a song? Get well, get well soon. Because she had song emojis near it. Like musical notes. Get well. Get well soon. I don't know what's happening right now. I want to uh, hang on. Another one. This from Stillwater, Steve. Dear Steve, from one Steve to another, I truly hope your bursitis heal quickly and as painless as painlessly as possible. And- Are we done? And it says, and once you are done complaining about that, good luck with your adedictomy. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> now I see what you <laughs> Hey, Steve. Steve, knock it off. Knock it off. Jeez. Oh, oh, you know boy. what? Stillwater, Steve. Buzz off. Yeah. We got to go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, good luck to Journey. Okay. Bye. Oh, what yeah. Journey. Steve Perry, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. All right. See On the lawsuit. Could not have hit a second sooner. Really happy to <laughs> know that we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I've That's never heard that joke. It's I never have either. Uh, <laughs> 651-641-1071. That's the number to call. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. 
you can call in and bet on me or Donna. Bet on the right person. You will win a fantastic prize. 651-641-1071. The Donna and Steve Experience. Coming right back. And we're back. The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let's play a little game. Time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do want to see how smart you are. I also want to say a happy 72nd birthday to Bill Murray. William James Murray. 72? 72. Uh Uh-oh. Born in Evanston, Illinois. And we're going to celebrate uh, not just some of his movies. We're going to nominate the times he was nominated for a Golden Globe Award. So don't Google it. Don't Google that, Krista, on line one. Hi. Hello. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Really good. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Farmington. Ooh, oh, Farmington. Nice. Down Very out. nice. So pretty down there. And uh, what is your, what's your primary automobile? <laughs> it is a Nissan Murano. Oh, I nice. really like the Murano. I think that it's got like a fun, sporty body. I've liked it for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's good. Anything else, Anything else? Anything well, else? Blood guess, type? What do you need to know? No, I already know she's O. Uh, what's coming <laughs> next in your day? Like after you do this game, what's what's next on your agenda out there in Farmington? Um, we're, well, working from home and sipping my chai. <laughs> sipping oh, my chai. Oh, nice. Uh-oh, that, that sounds like a t-shirt, doesn't it? Actually, my shirt says sunshine and coffee, but well. Oh, nice. Wow. Enough, I guess. Well, it's lovely to get to know you. Obviously, you and I have a deep bond. You have kind of an estranged, cold relationship with Donna. Who would you like to team up with in this game? Uh, I feel like I need to team up with you because oh. I'm going to be absolutely no help at all. And I want Steve out to win. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> wow. This is my best friend. This is weird Second for me Patterson. emotionally. This is like sabotage. <laughs> yes. All right, Thank so she you. like doesn't even care about the prize. She just I'm wants Donna. Try. She I wants Donna to win. But I'm pretty guaranteed not to help. Okay. All right. Fine. See you I'm later, okay. Donna. Well, yeah. if uh, Krista uh, is right and Donna knows more about the uh, Golden Globe nominated, uh, wait. So wait, Steve, are you still here? I thought it was Donna. No, I'm here. No, she was teaming up with me because she wants Donna to win, and she thinks she's oh, going to be see. no I help. I missed that. I was it's like sabotage. Gotcha. Well, then if she's right and Steve knows the most, she'll win a T-shirt. It's a My Talk T-shirt. And the score will then be 54-46, Donna, because it's 53 right now. No, Steve, you mean, but I know. The score is right. Oh, you said Donna. I am losing my mind. No, you're doing fine. It's fine. Okay, these are movies that Bill Murray was nominated for a Golden Globe Award. We'll start with this one. It's from 2004. He won it. He was also nominated for an Oscar for this role. He played Bob Harris, a fading movie star. Name the movie. Pass. 1999 Wes Anderson film where Bill plays Herman Bloom, a private school dad who hates his kids. Hmm. Pass. 1985 movie where Bill was nominated for playing Peter Venkman. Ghostbusters. Say the other ones again. Uh, the first one, 2004, he won it for playing Bob Harris, a fading movie star. It's right there. It's right there. Next one. Uh, Wes Anderson film where he plays Herman Bloom, a private school dad who hates his kids. Sorry. 
That's why Krista's here. Okay. Krista. Uh, it, I have absolutely no idea, but could the first one be what about Bob or is that way too old? I think it's way too old for yeah, that. What about Royal Tenenbaums? I have no idea. Let's go with Royal Tenenbaums for the one who hates his kids. <laughs> and then the sec, yeah, and the first one, 2000, yeah, well, you guys didn't know. Yeah, 2004. We don't know. Yeah, this is a blind spot for me. Okay, well, I'll All go right. get Donna. You guys yeah, chat. Boy, that was tricky. Yeah. Um, what line of work are you in, by the way? I don't mean to get too Accounting. Pretty exciting. Accounting. Oh, my gosh. Well, God bless you. Listen, it might not be like the sexiest job description, but it's extremely important work. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Donna's back. What's Krista do? She is an accountant, and you should know because of the tax fraud allegations. <laughs> uh, no, I'm a I'm a rules follower. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. And in your purse, you have all the receipts. Yeah, that that's I the unfortunate. I, I actually do. I could show them to you. She's the only person who, like, if the IRS came to audit Donna, they would tap out because she'd be like, "And wait, hang on." Hang on, I'm going to go to the basement below the basement. That's where I keep my receipts for returns. You know, I have all my tax returns from, like, the 80s. I bet it's kind of fun. If you ever laid them out, it'd be fun to watch what happened to your income. Yeah, maybe not the 80s. I take that back. I think at some point I was like, I only need to keep seven years. But it is fun to look at them. I digress. I'm ready. All right. It is Bill Murray's 72nd birthday. He has been nominated for a Golden Globe uh, three times. And I'm going to quiz you. On those three times. Oh, boy. Uh, in case number one, he actually won the Golden Globe for Best Actor. It was 2004, and he was also nominated for an Oscar for this role, playing Bob Harris, a fading movie star. In what movie? Pass. Uh, how about this 1999 Wes Anderson film where Bill plays Herman Bloom, a private school dad who hates his kids? Pass. And how about a 1985 movie where he was nominated for playing Peter Venkman? Oh my gosh, these are hard. Meatballs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say I am just going to lose. I'm just going to let it be a shutout. I don't care. This is hard. I, I guess don't... it's pretty hard. Um, let's go over them. We'll bring Krista back to the hey, program. Hey, can the 1985 one? Could it be? No, nope, that's Walter Matthau. Never mind. Oh, uh, grumpy old man? <laughs> no, I was going to go with the uh, uh, Bad News Bears. Oh. The Bears. No, oh, fine. That was also from like 1970. Chicken in a car. All right, yeah, this is, this, I'm sorry. Oh, Krista, sorry. Right, let's I go mean, over there. I thought you guys would know this one because he, he won the Golden Globe. He was nominated for an Oscar. Give us a hint. It's a one that comes up every now and then. He played with against uh, opposite Scarlett Johansson. Okay, I was going to say Lost in Translation for one of them, but I didn't. The, uh, the, your clue didn't. The one. Help, your clue didn't help me. He's over there in Japan. He's doing ads for Santori whiskey. Yeah, doing karaoke. Really good movie. I really like that movie. Hmm. Oh, I've never seen it. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've been to that hotel in Tokyo with uh, Bro. Minnesota broadcasting legend Pat Miles. Drop something. Thank you. Pat. Uh, how about this? The second one, you know, it's an indie rock hipster uh, movie, Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie, too. It is a good one. Um, and then Steve got the third one. Donna did not. So Krista's going to win a T-shirt. It was Ghostbusters. Uh, Peter Vankman. Well, at least you get a T-shirt out of the deal, yeah. Krista. Yay! And now the score, like I said, is uh, 
54 to 46, Stephen Patterson. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm trying to be nice because we got an email from a listener that said that this game brings out the worst in us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well. I don't know. You really, we've gotten worse We sort of talked about it Monday, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. You just got vacation shamed. That's when, uh, yeah, that's when you it. come per my earlier email. Yeah, yeah, yes, per my <laughs> earlier email. See below. Right. Uh, as we discussed on Monday, <laughs> whatever. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 On the show. Okay, so this is going to be, you're going to be like, what is this? So, you know, I I had a housefly once. Troubling, but it's true. His name was Frankie. He was my dog reincarnated just for a few days. That's how long they live. But here's the thing, what you don't realize is flies are constantly pooping. All over your stuff. They're regurgitating because mm-hmm. when they eat stuff, let's say they're on the side of the road eating some dead animal, mm-hmm. they don't have the enzymes to di- digest everything. So they end up puking it up. Mm. Okay. Mm. When they do this, it puts humans, there's a new study that is out. So this is essentially a study, but also a warning. These flies, you know, they're on dog poo. Mm-hmm. Then they're eating dead animals. Mm-hmm. Then they come into your house and they land on your sandwich. And guess what they're doing? Pooping and puking on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it puts your health at greater risk than we ever realized. Now, I just I just wanted to put it out there for you guys. Because that's see, what I do for you kids. The crunchy hippies like you aren't going to let us kill the fly, even though we know they're now a mortal enemy. So now what what do we have to do? I think we could kill the fly. How do you feel about fly tape? I'm pretty disgusted by it. I I have an aunt and uncle who had a farm, and they always had fly strips in their kitchen. You know, and then they're eating fresh vegetables while these flies are hanging over the dining room table. (laughs) We just had one in the garage. And, you know, when you think about it, that fly lands on that, and it's like, all right, excuse me, I'll be back. I'm going to go, you know, puke on something or whatever, <laughs> and then makes one wrong little twist, and is stuck there, and then just slowly dies a starvation death. Pretty much. But anyway, uh, the, the scientists are saying that this is an understudied species. Okay. Species? Species. I think you can do both. Species. I'd love to know what Google has to say on the matter. Oh, species. that would be nice. Hey. Species. It feels uh, like it should be species. Because then I start, do I say feces? No. No, you would feces. say feces. Okay, then it's species. Hey, uh, Rocco. Did you have a rock dumpster? Yeah. Can you feces? Google said that for us? The word yeah. feces or no, 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 feces? No, no, no. Species. Feces. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, okay. I think feces. this shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Species. There was a movie. That's not what we're Googling. Species. Species. Here. Oh, I think yeah. you're going to know. Species. What is, which one does Donna think it is? I, I like them both. I, I prefer to go. Yeah. Here's what species. Google says. Hit it. Species. 
Species. Species. Huh. How about that? Not even an H to be found in that word, or a CH. I guess feces. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I got my hair back, on Ruth. That's Steve. Hello. There's uh, DJ Rock Lobster over there. Do you guys watch any of the, um, the, the Queen's funeral? I missed all of it. Oh, my gosh. I missed it all was of it. Absolutely amazing. It was yeah. mesmerizing to see the precision involved in all these people being this part of a, I don't want to call it a parade, but for lack of a better term, let's yeah. call it that. And the, the military and just everything was perfect. Like the way they must have rehearsed this. There must be some kind of rehearsal. You know, it's funny because I'm, I'm sure, but like the, the, the scale of it all, you kind of can't. Of course, you know, because you don't have all the people, the dignitaries and everything in town. Right. How, how do you do that? And that's not like, hey, guys, we, we have an empty hearse today. We're just going to be running our routes here and making sure that we go from this castle to this church. And it's just the pomp and circumstance and the the yeah. system that they have is really wild. It is absolutely stunning. I mean, the way they so they they have, I guess you would call it a drill where they get to let's just call it a circle, you know, or a square, whatever, you know, a place yeah. in town. And they go around and certain people are, st- they, they all know where to go and when to go there and when to stop and just brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, it was absolutely beautiful. This is my segue into a Meghan Markle story. She apparently wants to clear the air with King Charles before oh. she leaves the UK. Oh, I think this is great. She has requested a one-on-one meeting. Uh, there is a royal reporter named Neil Sean who says Megan made the request in a formal letter and that the meeting would serve as an opportunity to put the rights from wrongs and explain some of the rationale behind what she and Harry have been doing over the last two years. I mean, it seemed like everything was going great at their wedding, right? He sure. walked her down the aisle because of all the drama with her father. Right, right. And then they do that Oprah interview. And all kind of blows. Well, and make they, these allegations. Yeah. Well, first they leave the royal family, right? right. I mean, like they, of you know, course, they hand down yes. their duties. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm I'm happy that she is trying to arrange that, and I hope that the king accepts that because that's just a good thing. To do whether or not it reaches the point of resolution that everybody wants it to, that's that's yet to be determined. But just the idea of getting together, because think of any time you've been in a riff with somebody, had a riff with somebody, mm-hmm. you always, more often than not, you feel better after you've spoken, Clearly, even yeah. if it's not Great. fully resolved. Right. But the silence breeds all sorts of thoughts that you're you're internalizing, and think of how many fictitious conversations she has had in her head with the king or other members of the royal family. You know what I mean? When you have a confrontation with somebody and you're running about 80 different versions of it in your head before you talk to them, and then if you just talk to them, it's usually not nearly as bad as the majority of the scenarios that you dreamed up in your head. I could not agree with you more. Thank you, Donna. Um, This this, um, reporter, this royal reporter saying that that's very brave of her, and... 
you know, Harry walked in the procession with his, wait, he walked in the proces- procession with his family. Um, I don't, I don't remember him walking with his, oh yeah, he, with his own family, with his immediate family, his first family. Mm. Um, and then I don't think she was, they were, the wives were placed in the second row at the service. So it was mm. all like the sons, the, the grandsons. Yeah, right. Et cetera. Um, I just, at least she's trying to be proactive about yeah, absolutely. this. You know? That's great. Cause most people don't have the courage, right? That's true. You talk a big game behind the scenes, but you never actually reach out to the person and say, you know what? We need to talk. You I know, need to say some things, and I know that you need to say some things. You know what else? What's up? What's up? Um, I feel like Harry needs to talk to his dad because he's got a tell-all book coming out. Remember? Oh. Oh. So is this just going to be something they have to keep, you know, clearing the air about? Like, do it up front. Like... Right. Dad, I said these things in this book, or here's an advanced copy. Mm-hmm. Tell me where your concerns are Right. with what I'm talking about here. Mm. So, all right, so that's happening. But yeah. now, back here in the States, Miley Cyrus has reportedly cut her father what? out of her life. Billy Ray Cyrus. What yes. are you talking about? So, apparently... He and his wife, Tish, are going through a divorce. Okay. After 30 years. I feel like these Ooh. these two have been, like, filing for divorce and calling it off, then filing again, calling it off. Well, it's gotten ugly enough where Miley Cyrus has decided to cut, cut him out of her life. She's going team mom. Uh, somebody close to the family has told Radar Online that Miley has simply had enough of her dad. Things were already tense between them. Mm. But they had a blow up this summer and there hasn't been a word between them since. And apparently Miley said to him, I always felt like you've been trying to cash in on my fame dating back to when she was Hannah Montana on TV. But he was also in Hannah Montana. You've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And Tish was the one who was always looking out for her best interest. So it's a huge rift. And that makes me sad. Man. That's that's a bummer. It's you think of how excited they were. Like when the show came through, probably. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. my gosh, what a dream. You're an entertainer. You've always wanted this. And how great. I'll be on set with you. And I've already yes. been in the industry. Like it just, you can imagine how it all starts. And right. Like she, he was famous before she ever was, long before she was born. Yeah. Just. My dad once when referencing Michael Jackson. Michael, yes! <laughs> he said, you know, there are some people who, it's just something to look out for. My dad has often given me little lessons throughout my life about, you know, beware of how you handle success and at what cost you pursue success. And he was very successful in his career. He made a lot of money. He never told us how much he made. Though we asked him point blank. I don't think I ever asked my parents how much money they made. We only did that. We started doing that like when we were uh, teenagers. Like, come on, dad. Because we moved from a very modest home to a bigger home. It's just like it was an odd jump. And we were like, what's going on here? You dealing drugs? Yeah, well, just tell us, dad. We want in on it. We won't snitch. (laughs) 
you know, the typical family conversation. But he would tell us about, um, you know, be cautious of how you um, are with your own success and how you handle money and all this. And he, we were talking about Michael Jackson one day, and he said, look at this example of someone who has all sorts of material prosperity but has personal poverty because look at his life, right? I mean, look at Michael Jackson's life at the end. In many ways, he had become isolated from people. There's a loneliness to yeah, that sort of yeah. celebrity. You can't even live a normal life. There's all, I mean, you could, there's a bunch of different directions you can go with, with Michael Jackson, but all you got to do is watch E true Hollywood story once or twice in your oh life. And gosh. you realize people who have, all material prosperity very often have a personal, spiritual, emotional poverty. I could not agree with Kev Dog more. Shout it out for KD. KD. But meanwhile, I bet Rocco, you'd trade just about anything for a, a hundred grand dropped on your lap right now. Yeah, I would. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> that includes you, Bruno. Oh man. That would be nice, though, just just to win a scratch-off. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know? I have a buddy who won a scratch-off, $250,000. That's amazing. He brought home this expensive scratcher, and it was like 25 bucks. and his wife said to him, what are you doing? Why a $25 scratch-off? Where are we? He goes into the bathroom to live like flies do, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then he like comes out. I like to envision it, pants around his ankles. Throws the scratcher down on the table and says, look, look at that. We just won a quarter of a million dollars. Scratcher. This segment not brought to you by the Minnesota Lottery. Though, thank you for what you do. Bye now. And Donna and I are open to an endorsement. <laughs> How about the Don and Steve Scratcher? A My Talk oh, Scratcher. I like it. That'd be fun. Uh, so, when we come back, you're the only person who 